Hello, my name is Sheila and I would like to welcome you to my podcast All About You. I love to listen to podcasts and especially conversations with famous people. However, I think everyone has a story to tell. Maybe a place you have visited, a hobby you enjoy or anything that you feel would be of interest. I want to have conversations with lots of different people and hear their stories. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on my email allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com. Welcome back to another podcast. My name is Sheila and I'm absolutely delighted to be sitting here with Carmita. Now, Carmita, you wanted to be introduced with the words, a dreamer who wants to change the world. Well, I am so excited to hear what you're going to say and your story. So, Carmita, welcome to the podcast all about you and if you'd like to introduce yourself. Uh, thank you, Sheila, for inviting me to this podcast. And yes, I am a dreamer. I am a dreamer, an engineer, a consultant, and I want to change the world because we are living a, a, or we are searching a success that is not sustainable. And what I want is just to help people or create a movement of people who wakes up feeling motivation and enthusiasm for the day they have ahead. And they go back to bed at night feeling satisfaction and with a smile in their face for who they are, what they do and what they have. So you want people to start the day in the best possible way and at the end of the day go to bed satisfied with a smile knowing they've done a good job and they've had a good day. Yes. That yes. sounds fantastic. Well, the thing is that we have been sold a concept of success success that is not sustainable because people is getting uh, lonely or depressed, demotivation. Uh, we have focus on money, power, positions, and I have been there. I can tell you that's not sustainable because if you feel emptiness within you, then that's not success. And success may be just sharing time with your family or feeling satisfaction for who you are, what you do and what you have. And it seems that sometimes we never have enough. Yeah, I think that's that's quite a common problem now. I mean, I think for me personally, success to me is when I go to bed at the end of the day, you know, I, I've got the money to pay my bills, which for me is is, is a is a gauge of success and you know hopefully I've had a good day hopefully you know I've helped somebody along the day and and yes I think there's a lot of pressure on us now with our busy lives and with the impact of technology yes yes it is and and for us women that we um since in the late 60s 70s we started to go more to the to college and then have uh, positions in the corporate world as professionals, not as secretaries, uh, then we have staked the pressure because then we want to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the beauty, always well-prepared woman. And in addition, the perfect manager, we want to be the, the CEO. 
And, and in that process, we are not being the CEO of the only company that is, that is the real important part, that is yourself. So we have to learn to be the CEOs of our life. And then from that position, we can become the CEO of whatever. But we cannot pretend to manage a corporation if we are not able to manage our life. One question I have when you were saying, particularly about women, you know, we want to be the perfect wife, the perfect mother. Do men think the same? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that, unfortunately, the women liberation movement in the late 60s gave us this favour, in some, make us a a favour because they they opened us the possibilities of being as a man. And first of all, we are different. I know that now that I'm mature, but at that time I was in college and I was thinking that yes, we are the same. No, we we have the same rights. We should have access to the same opportunities. But thinking that we are the same is, is contrary to even nature. Okay, we are different. We see life different. We behave different. We take decisions differently. So we cannot compete with them. We should collaborate. And because with the the point of view of a man and the point of view of a woman, of course, the solutions will be a lot better than taken by only one of them. So, yeah, we have pretended to be superwoman. And we are not. And one of the things that happened is that with this change in in how women were showing up in the world, we are still continue having the old role, the role that our moms had, and then we added one, the corporate one. Yeah. And that's not sustainable also. Yeah. I agree with 100% you're saying. I mean, we all want to do the best jobs we possibly can. And I think sometimes we just sort of lay ourselves so thin... To, yes. to the detriment of our health, our sanity, our stress levels, etc. And I'm not saying that's particularly just for women, because I think in the, in the environment and the working world we live in now, everything is 24-7, yeah. everyone's running. It seems to be, you know, the modern world, as much as technology saves us a lot of time and, and it is, it's a great thing, it has seemed to have created another layer of problems yes because uh, for us was you know there is a shared um, limiting belief i think it's worldwide that is i'm not good enough or i'm not uh, yeah i'm not good enough will be or there is something wrong with me could be another phase because that's that's a something that was created in the early ages of our life so it doesn't have a word but it has a feeling. So we always feel that we need to do more. And then with all the technology, what we have done is that then the work doesn't finish when we leave the office. We bring the, the work with us in our phones. And then it's, it's Friday night or it's dinner time or it's a weekend. And we are, anytime that the phone does click, we look at the phone thinking that we are need. And, and let's be honest a corporation may do it very easily without us if we switch off the phone for the weekend nothing will happen 
Even at, if there is really an emergency and you are really the person who will sort out the emergency, they will find way. Sorry, they will find ways to contact you, even if your phone is off. So it's is that is that uh, the technology in some way is is pushing us to try to please everybody just in a minute. Now, 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 anytime that the the phone clicks. And I, and I think one of the important things is, and, and I've had this conversation with lots of people who particularly have children, you know, it's trying to get the family together at the table at the same time, and the rule is no phones. And, and that's quite difficult for a lot of families. And, and one of the best tricks, if you go out for dinner with your friends, all the phones go in the middle, and the first person to pick up their phone pays for the bill for everybody. I think that's genius. Genius. Yeah, because it's very sad that you dress up, you go out to meet with your friends, and instead of chatting, each one is chatting with somebody else somewhere else on the phone. So you could be at home. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's part of, of the different sources of stress we have. The other uh, source of stress could be how we look because we have put the, the bars of beauty so high and we are all the time comparing with uh, other people. So all the things, you can be the, have the most expensive dress, you can have the most beautiful hairstyle and the made in the most expensive uh, hairdresser in the city but that will not give you acceptation of yourself self-acceptance comes from knowing yourself knowing your strengths your talents and your weaknesses and being able to manage all that to achieve what you envision what you want to have because success for example is an abstract concept. So each of us has a different definition of success. So success cannot be anymore being the CEO or the president of a company or earning $100,000 per month or, I don't know, being showcased or in the front page of a magazine if, on the other hand, you feel empty, you have no friends, no family, and perhaps a long list of symptoms that are making you visit the doctor weekly. Or maybe you are not visiting the doctor because you are so busy on your work, you don't give yourself the time to see the doctor. I think one of the things that was going through my mind when you were saying um, about the pressures is we tend to talk to ourselves in such a negative way about our abilities, our self-beliefs, what we can and can't do. And we are our harshest critic. We would never, ever dream of saying to somebody else the stuff we say to ourselves. And I know I'm guilty of something. If I don't understand something the first time, you know, I get really cross with myself. I mean, I'm learning Spanish at the moment. And if I don't get something the first time, well, Sheila, you're stupid. You're, you're yeah. never going to learn, throw the books away. I would never dream of saying that to somebody else. I mean, why have I got this expectation that 
I should be able to get something straight away, understand it the first time. Yet it's perfectly unacceptable for somebody else to have to practice, practice or or go to another way. What? Where do we get all this from? Well, all this comes from uh, the, our experiences of, as a, of children. Sometimes we were uh, unable to do something and we might be said, you are always so silly, you are so slow. Why you never do this? Why you... So all those things were being engraved in our uh, yeah, memory. Yeah, they being drip-fed to yeah, us day and, by day. And the thing is that from the very moment when we are conceived till we have around seven years, we are sponges. And we don't have enough information to know if what somebody tells us is true or it isn't. So if somebody tells you you are ugly, you put that in your list of the, your characteristic. Ugly, ugly hair, stupid, lazy, uh, brutal, uh, all those things. And we begin to define ourselves. And then, unfortunately, our educational system doesn't help us. Then we, we are seven, we go to school, and then we have to compete with others. And you cannot compare a, a, a squirrel and a rabbit and a turtle. And we are all the same, but we are all different. And what the school is doing is comparing us as if we were equal or the same, and we aren't. So how can we go about changing this? Well, you know, something I use frequently is, uh, as I have been an internal auditor before, is that I say, okay, let's do an audit. And then uh, in many cases, women that are insecure of changing careers or having their business or something, I, I tell them, okay, they, I make an exercise and, and I show them that they have the belief that they are not good enough or that they, yeah, they have to learn something. So they, I'm not good enough, I'm not ready. Uh, I need something else. Or uh, then I tell them, okay, let's do this review. What you have achieved? And then you find out that they are graduated in college. Some of them have masters. They have traveled the world. They speak more than a language. They have been successful in their uh, corporate careers. They have house, they have a car, they have these many things. They have achieved so many, many things. And then I told them, okay, this is the evidence. Are you enough? Are you able? or not. And then that's the best way. Then you start to see, oh yes, I was able to achieve all those things. Yeah, I'm not that stupid or I'm not that lazy or I'm not that. And then you start to confront yourself and to listen. You have to listen to yourself when you talk. Because I, I, I say it with my experience. Sometimes when I made a mistake, I says, ay, que tonta eres. And then I said, no, 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 no. I didn't get it now. Let's do it better. And so now I'm learning to, or I'm more uh, aware and more uh, mindful in, in the moment. And then I can change the way I talk to myself. And another thing is just to give a pat in our, uh, in our shoulders when we do something good. Yes, you did it. We don't do that. I mean, we, you know, you're talking about a list of your accomplishments and I remember trying to do this a couple of weeks ago. 
it was it was you know we're coming to the end of the year and we're talking about goal setting and and one of the questions was what have been your accomplishments over the year and I really really struggled to try and think okay what can I actually say is an accomplishment I mean you know this podcast this has been a dream of mine for, for a little while and it's the technology that has been um, preventing me from doing this and you know luckily now Pete has taken over that side of it so thank you very much Pete but I found it so difficult to sort of think okay what are my accomplishments this year but I think making this sort of list and actually saying well yes I'd forgotten I'd, I'd done this and I'd forgotten I did this and you know you can go right back to you know passing the exam at school winning a cake competition winning a race for example we tend to focus on our shortcomings and, and the problems as opposed to all the amazing things we have done. And we are all amazing. We don't give ourselves the credit. Yeah. We don't give ourselves that pat on the back. Yeah. We don't say, okay, you didn't get it the first time, but what about if we do this? What about if we ask somebody who's done it before? They might be able to help us. We don't do that, Carmita. Why? What? What's stopping us? Well, the first thing is that uh, especially for women, we as women, uh, we live in a patriarchal world. So by definition, we are in a lower level. Then directly or indirectly, we are always receiving the message that we are lower. The women in the corporate world earn less than the men in the same position. At home, we are taught by our mothers, love them that you have to please the men, you have to clean, you have to do that. So we have a mentality of serving others. So we don't believe that we deserve to be served. And the first person we have to serve and please and protect and love is ourselves. Because if, our, if this cup is empty, how can I give you any tea? Mm. But if I have a soap pan here and the tea is floating, I can take my soap saucepan and give tea to you. Mm. So first we have to fill our our cup. And you see it in the airplanes. They tell you, put first your air oxygen mask and then you can help other people. But we don't do that. We and we go in autopilot to help the mm. other, to support the other. And that's why sometimes we have a wonderful list of goals we want to achieve. First of all, we can, so the first uh, fault we may have is that we don't plan or we make a plan who is too ambitious. So something like, I want to, to lose 10 kilos in two months. No, that's not possible. First of, of those things. And then we, even if we have a plan and we have actions defined for every day, it's very easy for us women and in many cases for other people also, or men in this case, um, to let the agenda of other people come in yours. And then you put aside the actions you, you define for that day to help that person to do that task that somebody else has, has asked you. But one thing we need to, to do is just to be sure or be clear of what our priorities are. And our priorities are priority, 
So first me and then the other one. First my, my oxygen mask, then the neighbor oxygen mask. So that's uh, the best way. And, and for me, what works is just to have a, a long-term vision, very clear, the clearer the better, and then make a short-term plan. And I don't go with more than three goals for that term. And then every week, three objectives, and then every day, three actions that will move you closer to those objectives. And that's what I do on, with my clients and, and on, on my own life. Because otherwise, you spread yourself too thin and you achieve nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you, te you tell yourself, you see, you never get anything done. And that's when we start, you know, berating ourselves for not completing on the goal. But however, that goal may have been nothing to us. We had a family crisis or a work crisis. There's always going to be something that is going to derail our plans. I mean, that's a given. And, and I think myself, you know, I'm very much, you know, a list maker, a planner, a goal setter. And I've discovered this year the reason I don't fall or follow through on things is procrastination. But one of the things I discovered, procrastination wears many different guises. Am I procrastinating because I'm tired? Am I procrastinating because I don't know what to do next? Am I procrastinating because um, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the task? And I often find this with my Spanish studies. Well, where do I start? There are so many components. So, you know, one idea I came up with, right, give myself a list of all the different things I can think of when I procrastinate. I'm tired. You know, I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. Life got busy. And once I can identify, okay, I know technology is always in there big time. That stopped me doing a lot of things because technology to me is not something that comes easy. It's not something I'm interested in. And I find the technology is becoming, you know, one of the big reasons why I'm not getting certain goals done. Yeah, but, you know, yes, you, you, ha you have all those things that you have said about why we procrastinate. Yes, those are the reasons why we procrastinate. But in most of the time, also there is a fear. You know, we tend to procrastinate in the tasks that takes us out of our comfort zone. Oh my God, yes, you're so right. And then, yeah, and then we are afraid. Yeah. We are afraid of failing. We are afraid of what they will say because, yeah. yes, it's so important. Nobody is thinking of us, you know. Everybody is so busy with their own lives that nobody has time to think of us. So that's why we have to start to be honest and say, okay, is really that technology is complicated or is that I'm afraid that nobody will listen to the podcast, for example. And yeah, well, okay, what is the best that can happen? And what is the worst that can happen? And usually the worst that can happen is, is almost nothing. But the best that can happen is that you can, I don't know, change the world or help others with a word that you are saying or achieve the success you always dream about, that, that longing that you had inside of you and you have been, do I, do I, do I, do I? No, jump and let's see what happens. And it's so true though, as you say, when you do actually get something achieved, 
you feel you can walk on water, you feel you can fly, you just think, my God, all that time I wasted because I was worried about this. And as you say, fear is a huge one. Fear of looking stupid, fear of being judged, fear of falling flat on your face. I mean, you know, when we look back through history and, and all the amazing people now, not everything went right for them first time round. I mean, you know, it's, uh, but there are so many instances. It's just this little bit, just keep chipping away day by day by day. And I think as you were talking earlier about people losing weight, if you just say, okay, tomorrow I won't have those biscuits with my coffee, that is going to add up over the course of a week. That's going to add up over the course of the month. And that will add up. And the more momentum you've got thinking, okay, well, I've managed to cut out the biscuits. I feel, you know, the jeans are feeling a bit lighter and the waistband's a bit more comfortable. Okay, let's look at something else. What am I drinking? Am I having enough exercise? Am I sleeping properly? And it's all these little things. We are just so horrible to ourselves, yes, Kamita, aren't yes, we? Yes, Why? I mean, it's just, it makes no sense. Yeah, we, you know, there is this theory that we have uh, two selves, okay? Our self, which is the perfect child that we were born, because when we are born at the first moment, we don't have any judgment about ourselves. The judgment comes as we receive messages from others. So we have that self, and then we have another self that is what is the compilation of all what we have heard about ourselves and the way we were treated. Because if we were treated in, in a very despondent and, and, and um, putting you down yeah. way, then we will do that because that's what we identify as love. And we have to consciously decide to make a change. Yeah. There's so much you're saying that makes sense here. So we're coming to the end of this year. It's been like a year like no other. Everybody is desperate for next year to come and hopefully we're going to be in a better situation. So Carmita, can you give us some advice or some takeaways today that we can start thinking about. We don't want to put huge pressure on ourselves, but some ideas that we could just, you know, start thinking about and maybe a little bit of planning, a little bit of thinking about our goals. Yeah, well, I think that the best plan is just to reconnect with what you want for your life in the long term because we have forgotten that. And sometimes we haven't even think about what we want in our life, what, how we want our life to be in 20, 30, 50 years from now. With that vision and, and, and the connection with how living that life will make us feel, let's have a plan for 12 weeks. Let's do things different because since this bloody uh, or blessed virus came, everything is different now. Yes. So let's plan differently. Let's plan for 12 weeks. So let's imagine that we have the winter, the winter year. It starts on winter, which is on the 21st of uh, December, and it will end when the spring begins. So for that period, then let's define three goals you would like to achieve. You can even visualize yourself in 12 weeks where you want to be. And then based on that, 
define three goals you could achieve to get closer to that or to get to that uh, vision you have. And then from there, okay, let's define what strategies could you take for each of them. Then you make a brainstorming. And out of all the potential strategies, choose two or three. And with those strategies, then you begin to plan. Then you define, okay, by when I will want to have done this, by when I would want to have done that. And you define for each of these three, and then if you have two or three strategies, you will have like uh, between six and nine goals or, or, or actions, big actions, like um, milestones you want to achieve in 12 weeks. And then every, but then it's the commitment that comes because we sometimes do plans and we don't do anything. Then we, we the commitment, every week I check what strategies will be due that week and then how I will work on that. And then I define, define every day three actions. And the most important part, measuring results. So at the end of the week, we measure what actions we have taken, what results we have achieved, and then either small results, big results, even daily actions taken. Celebrate them. Celebrate with a jupe, with a jump, with a, a song, with a coffee, but take time for you to pat your yeah, shoulder and say, cool. well done. Yeah. So that's the, the methodology I use, and that's the methodology I will be using in the challenge I'm launching for the 11th. It, it starts on the 13th of uh, January till the 31st of March, and that adds an extra uh, to this method because the accountability that creates when you are in a group, we will be meeting weekly, we will go deep in how, how we plan and why we don't achieve our plans. And uh, I promise it will be transformational. And if you want to have different results, you have to be different and do things differently. I, I think what I like about what you've just talking about, we tend to think about our goals over the whole year or maybe five years or ten years. And a lot of people, and, and that may work for them. But I think, as you're saying, break it down into 12 weeks. Keep it simple. Break it down into three goals. Keep it simple. Break it down into action points for this week and today. And the biggest thing is those rewards. Give yourself that gold star, the pat on the back, jump for joy or whatever. Because I'm guilty myself. I accomplish something. Right, what's next? I don't even take a breath to say, okay, well done, Sheila. That went well. Then you can go on to the second thing. So, Carmita, how can people find out about your 12-week well, challenge? They, they can visit my website, it's carmitaprieto.com, or they can find me in Instagram, carmita.prieto, or in Facebook, is Carmita Prieto Consulting. Also, in LinkedIn, they can find me as Carmita Prieto. So, my name is is my name and it's everywhere <laughs> perfect well i will put that information on the podcast as well so that people have got it there carmita i feel so much better i feel i need to get a blank sheet of paper draw my three lines for my for my uh three goals and it's been an absolute pleasure and and i feel an awful lot better and inspired 
despite the current situation for the 12-week challenge? Yeah, the first thing is that, okay, there is a situation going on, but what is beyond your control, forget about. What can you do to improve your situation? Alas, the government is the government. You are the governor, the president, the prime minister of your life, mm. the CEO, the director, and the general manager. That's all. Well, I think that has been absolutely brilliant. I feel inspired. Comita, thank you so much for spending the time with me in this conversation. I've absolutely enjoyed it. And I need to find a piece of paper and a pen now and get cracking. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sheila. It was a pleasure. I hope you have enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget, if you have a story you would like to tell, please get in touch. My email address is allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and thank you for listening.